Hi everyone, we just came back from a powerful combined church camp called the X-Church UK Getaway. These are some of our recorded sessions, so enjoy and be blessed. Okay, you may be seated. Thank you so much for that honour. I will be standing here. You guys can see me, right? Cool. Hey, how are you guys enjoying camp so far? How many of you are enjoying yourself? How many of you really felt the presence of God last night? How many believe that your testimonies, your breakthrough is coming? Amen. No, I really felt last night, even as we were praying, uh, I just want to, pr- before we even get into the Word of God today, uh, I really want to uh, just minister a bit more, just a bit more. You know, even as we were praying last night and continue on over last, over last night, uh, I felt God say, one of the chains here that some of you are holding on to, you are, you know, Pastor Dave, uh, we can, all of us can be in the midst of worship, all of us can be in the midst of praise, but some of us here, some part of you is wondering, God, are you willing to do it for me? You know, some of us here, we wonder like, God, oh, am I good enough for you still? You know, sometimes we can hear, we can always hear what the pastor is preaching, but somehow it doesn't register in our hearts. And today, even as we were praying yesterday, I felt God said this, you know, even if you read through the Bible, when God was healing people, you know, God said this, He always looked upon them with compassion. No, I know if you read up the Latin word of compassion, it says to fill the heartbreak of another person. And that, that is not, you know, sometimes we think compassion is pity. Uh, but God doesn't say pity, but God looks upon us with that heartbreak, that kind of love that you're, for the situations that you're going through. And I just want to reassure you, that's the kind of God that we serve. No, God's not a faraway God, but God is a God of love. No, God is a God, a Father who looks upon your heartbreak and feels His heartbreak for the things that break your heart as well. No, things that you're going through. God, God's heart is hurting as well for the things that you're going through. And today, the Holy Spirit wants to just reassure you. No, some of you, come on, let go of those chains tonight. Break, break that, that, that lies that the enemy has spoken over you all these years. And, but God wants to say, come on, come on. Um, you know, in, if you read Mark 2, he, when he went to, to the leper, God says, if you are willing, I will make you clean. And God's saying today, hey, I am willing. Amen? Cool. Even as you are, just even as that for you, just receive it. And I pray that God will continue to minister to you and grant you your breakthrough throughout this gathering. Cool. Uh, even as we are here today, um, can we all turn to our Bibles in Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 33? Everyone's there yet? Okay, I. Okay, even while our uh, XTV is preparing to show the slides onto the screen, why don't we begin and pray? Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, Lord, we thank you again, Lord, for this word. We thank you again for your presence throughout our gathering, oh God. Lord, we thank you for the word that you are doing in our lives, oh Father God. We pray even as we open up your word, oh Father God, will you speak to us? Will you continue to minister to us? May your word jump out at us and may our hearts also be open to all that you are going to do, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Cool. Hey, you guys are there? Give me a shout if you guys are there. You guys awake yet? <laughs> I know most of you have your late nights, but hey, come on. It's already. I don't know what time is it now. Cool. You guys are there? Okay. Reading from Acts chapter 16, verse 16, it says this One day, as we were going down the place of prayer, we met a de- demon possessed slave girl. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her master. She followed along behind us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. 
This went on day after day until Paul got so expect, expect, ah, so <laughs> exasperated that he turned and spoke the demon, <laughs> spoke to the spoke to the demon within her. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, he said, and instantly it left her. Her master's hope of wealth were now shattered, so they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in uproar because of these Jews, they shouted. They are, teaching this, the teach, they are teaching the people to do things that are against Roman customs. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. So he took no chances, but he put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide opened. He assumed that the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill him himself. But the Paul shouted at him and said, Don't do it, we are all here. Trembling with fear, the jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down before Paul and Silas, he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be safe? They replied, Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be safe along with your entire household. Then they shared the word of God, the word of the Lord with him and all who lived in his household. The same hour the jailer washed their wounds and he and everyone in his household's household were immediately baptized. Amen. Amen. No, today I want to ask you, today I felt even as I was praying, you know, for what message to speak at the getaway, and God actually dropped this message into my spirit three to four weeks ago already. So uh, when Pastor Dave asked me, I was like, oh, I'm not really a preaching person, but hey, I'll do it because I believe this is what the Word of God is for you today, this season. And today I want to ask you this question, even it was building, and we are also building up upon what God is doing from last night. And the question is this, what, how's your praise today? You know, God saying, how is your praise today? You know, even in, the, in, in our team of this camp, it's called Rise and Rebuild. I believe that God wants to begin to begin to build praise back into your life. You know, for some of us here, we have never praised. We have never understood the power and purpose of praise before. And I believe that God wants to begin to build that into your life this morning. You know, for some of us, hey, maybe once upon a time we we're really on fire for God. Maybe once upon a time we thought God was the greatest thing ever. But maybe through life, through university, through work, that has changed and God has begun to build. God has become secondary. And I feel God today say, hey, I want, to con- I want you to build, rebuild upon the praise that you have learned. You know, some of you here, you've been praising God and God says, come on, I want you to up your standard. I want you to begin to up your praise onto me this mo- onto me in your life. You know, sometimes we can come to a getaway and we can like, hey, hey, when everyone's together, you get the best worship team, you get the best band and you feel like it's easy to worship. You know, but sometimes when we go back to our rooms and we're playing that CD, oh, no, not CD, nobody uses CD anymore. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Spotify, Spotify. <laughs> By the way, we are on Spotify as well, promo ad. But, you know, when our rooms as well, and sometimes it's hard to really praise God that way that we are doing it here this morning. But I felt God today say, hey, I want to begin to, I want my church, I want us to begin to understand the power of praise in your life this morning. You know, even as you read Paul and Silas, you know that, that chapter talks about, hey, what was the power of praise 
what the power of praise can do in your life. Yeah. Amen. You know, if yesterday we talked about the chains falling, you know, signifying the different chains that will be falling, that you desire to see God move, that's signifying the different breakthroughs that you desire to see God move in your life. And likewise, that happened, you know, if you read Paul and Silas, it says that an earthquake happened and the prison doors were flung, flung wide, wide open. But that happened only because Paul and Silas began to pray and praise this morning. You know, I believe that God wants us to begin to, even as you do that, God wants to begin to encourage you to praise and pray and to go deeper, go deeper than you ever have before. Amen. You know, the first thing about praise is this. We need to begin to understand praise ushers in the presence of God. No, I, I love what Rachel did today. She says that, come on guys, let's begin to be thankful unto Him. You know, the Bible says this in Psalms 100 verse 4, it says this, and to enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. You know, sometimes we think that, hey, I come to worship, I come to a gathering like this, and it's God's duty, it's God's responsibility to just pour His presence upon me. And God desires to do that, but God doesn't want to just do that, but God wants us to be an active participant of inviting His presence in this place as well. No, God doesn't just want us to be passive Christians, but God wants us to be a participant. You know, sometimes we think that we praise God only because we feel the presence of God. But hey, it's the opposite. We usher in the presence of God by His praise. Amen? You know, some, sometimes some of us here, we feel like, oh, our Christian life is so boring. Some, how come I don't feel God? Can I ask you this? How is your praise this morning? You know, how is your praise this morning? No, God desires to pour out His presence, but we need to begin to praise God first of all. Amen? Amen? No, the presence of God is so, is so powerful. You know, just one touch from Him, it's more than enough. You know, I feel that uh, I won't preach too long today because not of anything, because I really felt God wants to minister to us. You know, uh, even as Rachel was saying that, you know, I'm not enough. And the song that we sang, I'm not enough unless you come. And I was just reminded and I was brought back to that place again, you know, when I experienced the touch and the presence of God for the very first time. I, I was, uh, how old was I? 15, 15. I was just 15 at that time. I had not gone to church for a long time and out of nowhere, decided to go for a getaway like this. But I was forced to. Um, <laughs> not by choice. <laughs> My mother forced me to go, so I had no choice at 15, so I just had to go. But I remember, like, I was just there, and I was like, oh, okay, sure, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But I was there, and I felt the presence of God. God didn't care whether I'd been to church for a long time before that. But I remember that presence of God. I remember that, 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 that amazing feeling when you get, when you step into God's presence, you know, that peace that you feel, that outpouring, that burden that you feel. And I believe that God wants to do that for us this morning as well. You know, that's the power and the, that's the power of the presence of God. No, come on, you want your Christian life to be more exciting. Come on, learn to begin to praise so that the presence of God can fall down in your life. Whether, whether you're in your room alone or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you don't need to come to a getaway to experience God like this. You can do it in your own room. You can do it wherever you are. But come on, let's begin to learn that, hey, let's begin to understand that praise ushers in the presence of God. Amen? You know, the other thing about praise is this. It's also thanksgiving. You know, sometimes we think we separate it. But if you read, um, there are different uh, Greek words, uh, Hebrew words for the, the root word of uh, praise. And one of the root words of praise is called yada. 
Okay, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, <laughs> but it's actually called Thanksgiving as well. You know, come on, praise and thanksgiving go hand in hand. Come on, don't come into church. Don't come into praise. Sometimes, sometimes we, some of us like the slow song. We don't really like the fast song uh, because I used to be like that. <laughs> but um, you know, sometimes we separate the two. You know, we separate the two. But come on, don't separate the two. It comes, it goes hand in hand. Don't come in to don't don't don't, don't come into a worship session just thinking God here pour out on me and that's it. But come on, let's do our responsibility. Let's do our part in inviting in the presence of God in your life, in wherever you are. Amen? Amen. You know, if you read read in Acts, just now what we read, you know, the presence of God had so much power. In the presence of God causes earthquakes to happen. Not in a bad way for that. Um, But the presence of God calls prison doors to fling wide open. The presence of God causes salvation upon our loved ones. The, prison, uh, the presence of God causes the freedom for other people. No, the presence of God causes, um, brings about restoration and healing. Because if you read in Acts later on, it says that the jailer, the one that jailed Paul and Silas, was the one who actually um, healed back their wounds, washed away their wounds. See, that's the power of the presence of God. Amen. I want us to begin to desire in the presence of God. Come on, let's not wait for that getaway. Don't wait for getaway just to be so hungry for the presence of God, but begin to understand, hey, come on, God, I need you. I need you like never before. No, I want all of us to begin like, God, I, I, I can't. I, I, I'm not enough really unless you come. You know, I believe that God wants to minister to us today and I believe God wants to meet with all of us here today. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So that's the thing. We need to understand that praise ushers in the presence of God. Yeah. Second point is this. We need to begin to learn to praise despite what we are going through. Wow. You know, if you read Paul and Silas, let me br- break it down to you what they had to go through. They were, first of all, stripped. So imagine being stripped means literally naked, right? So can you imagine how embarrassing it was for them? Then after that, they were beaten with rods. After beaten with rods, they were thrown into jail. I don't think their their wounds were actually healed. They were literally thrown into jail. They were thrown into the what the Bible says, the inner part of the jail. You know, that part, you're not talking about 21st century kind of jail life kind of I mean it's not the best really right but the inner jail is where the most hardened criminals are kept you know the most the lowest of the lowest the, I think you're talking about the basement or I, I don't know whatever you call it uh, can, can you imagine that, that, that condition of that jail cell can you imagine how dark it was how damp it would be how smelly it would be I'm just imagining rats that would be running all over <laughs> You know, um, and the Bible says, goes on and says that, hey, not only that, they had stocks put on their feet. That means they couldn't move. You know, it was heavy. I mean, besides being tortured, naked, but yet they still understood how to praise God. You know, uh, I remember this uh, when I was uh, doing my training to be a lawyer, um, part of our, our, whatever it was, we had to do some legal aid. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so insensitive. Uh, we had to do some legal aid, right? So I remember that part of it, uh, we had to visit prisons to do, um, just give free legal advice. Man, I'm telling you, just walking in, the first part, the entrance, was so smelly. I wanted to literally puke. I couldn't, obviously. I couldn't, obviously, but I really wanted to puke. And there was just the entrance where visitors go. And now you walked past the, the holding cell where, you're, where they're kept. Oh, man, it's so smelly. Like you can, it's like mixture of sting, uh, sweat, 
the poor ventilation. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> it was so smelly, and I was just in the, the, the visitor's corner. So can you imagine here, Paul and Silas are talking about in that kind of conditions, but yet they still understood what it was like to praise God. They still knew how to praise God despite the situation that they are going through. You know, um, sometimes we think we read the story of um, Paul and Silas and we read our different Bible heroes and we think like, yeah, but it's Paul and Silas. We always think it's that, right? We always think like, oh, but it's them, but I'm me. But you know, Paul and Silas bleed like us, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, every time they... You whack them, they, they, they hurt as well like us. They're nobody special. I mean, they, they're special, but they're human as well. You know, so come on, don't think of them like someone, but they, they understood and they learned how to praise God in spite of the situation they're going in. You know, the other thing is this, sometimes we, when we go through different stuff, when we go through hard times, sometimes we find it so hard to praise God. You know, instead of praising God, sometimes we have the opposite reaction of wanting to praise God. You know, we get angry at God. We throw a pity party. We just back away from God and we think, God, you're not worth it. Or why should I praise you when I have been doing everything right? You know? But can I say this? Paul and Silas were actually doing something right. You know, here the Bible says that they cast out the demon of a girl, a slave girl. They were doing the work of God, but yet they were thrown into prison. Can you imagine if I was there, I would be so mad. <laughs> God, God, I want the world. I'm doing your work. I'm traveling the, like around. Um, but yet, why you throw me into prison? But yet, they didn't question God, but they understood the power of praise in that situation. You know, what situation are you going through? Come on, begin to understand that, hey, let's begin to build our resistance towards the tough times. You know, if you're going through it, it's okay, you have like, oh, I'm okay now. Then begin to learn to build that into your life right now. Don't wait until the problem comes, then only you build praise yeah. into your life. But build praise now first, before the problem comes. Yeah. Amen. If you're going through a tough time, come on. It's not easy, I know. But come on, learn to praise God still in spite of the circumstances. Yeah. You know, God, you know, sometimes, yeah, I can understand when we're going through a tough time, we feel like we don't have the strength, we don't have that kind of joy, and it feels like it's been taken away. I can totally understand that. But God didn't take away your ability to praise. You know, your ability to praise is your own free will. Yeah. And nothing about this, Paul and Silas didn't praise only, but they also prayed. You know, if you read, it's Acts 16, it says, Paul and Silas prayed and praised. You know, I want to encourage you today. Sometimes when we're going through difficult things, sometimes we don't even know what to pray, right? Sometimes we go up to God and like, God, and just keep quiet. You're like, oh, I don't really want to say anymore. But that's when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know, that's when speaking in tongues becomes so powerful. Because if you read in Romans, hold on, let me get my notes. No, if you read in Romans 8, verse 24, it says this, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our, in our distress, for we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray, but the Father knows our hearts. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. You know, come on, come on, like, hey, if you haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit, can I encourage you? Come on, desire it. We want to pray for you throughout this camp as well. Come on, uh, begin to learn. I can imagine, you know, sometimes, you know, I was just re uh, thinking when I was preparing this message, um, during, how did I learn? I, I don't say, I, I'm still learning at this, but I remember last two years, two, three years, right? I know some of you know I was looking for a job and it felt like rejection after rejection after rejection. 
And I was like, God, what in the world are you doing? And similarly, I felt like, God, how come I seem to be doing a good thing, but I'm not getting a breakthrough I desire? But one thing that really kept me going, yeah, I mean, there were times where I'm like, okay, I cry to get angry at God. Yeah, the, the things that I told you about not to do. Yes, I did. <laughs> but one thing I remembered that, I remembered that coming to church on a Sunday and still praising God really brought about a change in my perspective. You know, the other, other word of uh, praise is this. Hold on. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I can't find it. But anyway, one of the... <laughs> it's somewhere in there. I'll pass it to you. <laughs> no, one of the root words of praise is this. It's also called toda. It says to give worship by the extension of our hands in agreeing what has been done or what will be done. Yeah. See, God, when you praise God, when in spite of what you're feeling, it changes your perception. Yeah. You know, you're declaring that, God, no matter what I'm feeling today, no matter what situation I'm going through today, but I still declare and praise you for what you are going to do. I still declare, I still praise you and give you the glory because your words stand true no matter what. Yeah. Amen. Come on, let's begin to learn to build praise into your life. No, don't wait for the problem to come because when the problem comes, let me guarantee you it's going to be very hard to praise God. But come on, begin to build praise into your life. Begin to build your foundations right now into your life. Amen? Last point about praise is this. I believe that praise needs to be passionate. I believe that praise needs to be passionate. If you read, the, um, if you read in, in Acts chapter 16, it says, even as Paul and Silas were praying and praising, the other prisoners were listening. I'm sure in a prison, people singing is normal. Yeah. Whether, it's not probably not praise song, but you know, whatever songs they sing. <laughs> but I'm sure singing is normal. Probably like root songs. But, uh, but the Bible says that the prisoners were listening. So I believe that when Paul and Silas were singing, there must be some sort, there must be something so different about their praise to capture the attention of prisoners. You're talking about attention of hardened prisoners. You know, you're not talking about your petty types kind of thing because the inner prison is where the most hardened of hardened criminals was kept. But there must be something, there must be something within their praise that captured their attention. No, I believe it's this. Come on, we need to begin to be passionate in our, our praise of God this morning, in our praise of God. You know, um, I know there are a lot of root words for praise. Okay, let me find my notes. One of it is this, it's called, one of the root words for praise in Hebrew is called hala, H-A-L-L-A-H. And it says this, we, it's, it talks about, it's, it's translated as to boast, wow. to brag, wow. to rave about, wow. even to the point of appearing foolish. Wow. That's the root word, one of the root words of praise. Wow. You know, um, I, rem I, I think one of the most Bible heroes that we can learn for is King David. You know, if you read uh, in Second Sam 1 Samuel 22, it says that he danced with all his might in front of the Lord. And his wife at that time, Micah, was so embarrassed by her husband, she said, why do you do this? You're king. Come on, stop embarrassing yourself. But yet King David said, no, I will be even more undignified than this because it doesn't matter whether I'm king or not. Uh, it doesn't matter whether I appear foolish or not, but I will dance before God this morning because He deserves the praise. You know, some of us here, we can think like, hey, 
praising God passionately. Hey, that's not my personality. I'm really quiet. Can I say that I'm really generally quite quiet? <laughs> I'm not a very extrovert person. I think my husband begs to differ, but generally I'm not a very expressive person. But I've learned, you know, come on. It's not my personality to be, to be passionate. But I think all of us know how to be passionate. Yeah. No, I remember this when I was watching. What game should I watch? Ah, yes, I remember this uh, when Lee Chong Wei was playing in the finals. How many of you watched that? Whatever, can't remember whatever that was. <laughs> Olympics, right? Olympics. I was like screaming at the television. I don't like badminton that much. <laughs> but I was like screaming at it. And I'm like, how come if I can give praise to some TV screen <laughs> or some guy that I've never met before? Why more can I give on to Jesus this morning? You know, uh, even though over the summer there was the World Cup, right? And England did really well. Surprise, I mean, I don't really watch football, but yeah. But I remember this when we were walking, we were staying at home, right? We were at home during that time. Every time England scored a goal, we knew it because the pups, five minutes, six minutes away, we could hear their screams. And I'm like, how, how come the world outside know how to shout? at a football team that can be hurt miles away, but how come we can't even praise God that can be hurt? You know, God did so much for us. Come on, we need to begin to learn to praise. You know, learn to begin to be passionate. If you've never clapped your hands before, come on, just clap it. Yeah. If you've never danced before, come on, dance. You know, if you haven't jumped before, jump. Come on, don't worry about what your friends is thinking because praise is on to God. It's not for your, it's not for your friend. But we, learn to lean, we need to learn to begin to put away our old selves. You know, it's tough. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, it, it felt really awkward. I'm like, oh, what my friend think about me? Can I be honest? Nobody thinks about it. Because everyone's busy worshipping God as well. <laughs> and the other thing is this about praise, about being passionate. Is this the other root word of... Hold on. The other root word of praise is called barak. And it says to kneel down and bless God with adoration. You know, even as I was like preparing this, I felt the Holy Spirit ask me, Kat, when's the last time you actually knelt down before me? You know, to kneel down is actually to give honour and respect. You know, you go before probably royalty and you kneel down. You know, you only kneel down to people you respect and honour. I felt the Holy Spirit, when was the last time, Kat, that you actually knelt down? I'm like, oh God, I don't know. And God brought me back again, come on. When's, let's begin to, begin to adore God this morning. You know, like, come on, let's not just take him for granted, but begin to go, go down on our knees. You know, that's power when we go down on our knees, isn't it? Because it shows so much respect and honor. But when was, and I begin to encourage, I'm not asking you to go down on your knees all the time, but begin to learn, hey, come on, go to God with adoration this morning. Come on, go with him to personal hunger. Come on with him to pers- with such a deep hunger that says, God, I'm really not enough unless you come. Amen. Amen. You know, I want to close today. And I believe that God wants to minister to you. You know, I want all of us to, come on, let's come back to that praise, place of praise. Let's begin to understand the power of praise in your life. You know, let's begin to write. You know, even as he says this, I, I was praying and I felt God say it's that, hey, I want to minister. I want to grant my people breakthrough. And one of the areas that I believe is key to your breakthrough this morning is learning the power, learning to praise God this morning, learning to declare, learning to kneel down, learning to... Sometimes just kneeling down brings about breakthroughs that you never imagined. You know, sometimes doing something that's out of your comfort zone that you think it's not you. God, that's when the breakthrough happens in your life. You know, God can grant you that breakthrough easily. 
as I've learned, but God wants to bring you through a journey sometimes. So He begins to toughen you up on the inside. So He begins to build something you did in your life that can withstand the long haul. So that when tough times come next time, I'm sure there'll be tough times. It's not rocket science, right? But begin, then we, be, we learn that time not to f- go far away from God, but we learn how to praise God. We learn how to hold on to the hope and promise of God in our lives. Amen, amen.